Heat Seeking Panther, Miles and Dave, talking about Nicholas Cage. Mr. Worldwide, you're listening to Heat Seeking Panther. You're listening to Heat Seeking Panther. Oh, yeah. I like that snarl at the front. Yeah, I, I found a different one. I haven't heard that one yet. The other one has I, like 10 seconds of silence at the front, but well, not the little like. I like that we're branching out with our with our uh, wildcat roars as well. <laughs> yeah, well, that one's crazy because it sounds like a sound effect. The one you just played now actually sounds more like what you expect mm-hmm. like a uh, panther's roar to sound like. I felt like the panther was in the room with us. Ah, oh God, it freaked me out, man. I thought it was a panther right behind me. No, man. That's Ugh. just the, the ghost of a great episode sneaking up on us. We are ready to talk about national treasure. I, a, a crown jewel in the Nicolas Cage filmography, if I do say so myself. I mean, I think I can say without a doubt that this is probably the most pure enjoyment that I got out of watching any of the movies so far like like in the sense that it, it's it's not a movie that gave me like that i enjoyed because it was a good movie no. or or you know that even it gave me anything that i couldn't get from like any other film uh the script sucked there was no character development but look <laughs> man look all i'm saying is when they go down into that mine at the end <laughs> it's pretty sweet oh yeah my friend Kristen was going to be on this episode and then scheduling conflicts happened and she's going to be on, a, I think, our Ghostwriter episode. And she was talking about, she was like, oh, I watched National Treasure for nothing. And I was like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> like, this is like the fourth time I've seen this movie and I enjoyed it 100% every and, time. And also, like, you're giving yourself an excuse to watch National yeah, Treasure. Yeah, exactly. Which I feel like is the only thing that's better than actually watching it is is like having a reason to watch it. <laughs> now so that, she's not invited to the National Treasure episode. She's <laughs> relegated to the Ghost Rider episode because she can't appreciate the... the okay, Look, man, you know, if you're going to throw someone a bone, you want them to at least uh, acknowledge and appreciate the favor you're doing them. But that's fine. Ghost Rider is all right, go, go, I guess. Yeah, sure. But um, I, I was thinking also about that. Like I was like, is like our measure of what is a good movie? And like, no, this is not a good movie by um, by the any bar, like. The bar has dropped so low for me in the course <laughs> of this podcast. It's incredible. Movies that a year and a half ago were unthinkable that I would sit through even 10 minutes of them that pass the opening credits. And now I'm saying National Treasure was maybe the best movie that I've watched in a while it's, yeah it's and great well here's the thing it's not a good movie but it's a movie that gives you exactly what you want from it it's a movie that promises something and fucking delivers and i remember like i watched this movie when it came out because and i i had already shifted I, see this this is this was my first time oh really i mean i'd heard a lot about it right um but yeah, this is the this is the first time I've ever watched it. My my Nicolas Cage fandom at, at, as a high schooler had shifted at this point. Um, I think I was I was a senior, maybe in high school, and uh, to to have like enough irony that I was like. I was like, okay, Nick, this is a movie that nobody is asking for. It's like a a, a fucking um, 
it, would you want to say heist? I guess it's a heist movie. Um, yeah, detect if, kind of detective. It falls somewhere between like Indiana Jones and right. Ocean's Eleven. I don't really know right. where to it, put it. And and the the hook is uh, presumably that um, it's playing you know for like history nerds, and yet it's taking history and really just desecrating it. Just like like it it's using uh, real real American historical fact and, and having this kind of like, like gee whiz kind of like gumption about, uh, you know, wow, America, American history. And yet what it's really like, as it, as if a huge pile of of stolen treasure somehow is like emblematic of of like the American dream or like, you know, the, the, the promise of, you know, uh, all men created equal or whatever. It's just such a weird correlation. Right. And, and it's using, it's using this, this sort of like faux reverence for America to tell a story that's completely apocryphal. And yeah, like you say, like the, the whole, the whole basis. Wait a minute. So you're telling me, Dave, that Benjamin Franklin didn't hide a pair of 3d glasses <laughs> in the steeple of independence hall so that you could use them to read a treasure map on the back of the declaration of independence, which would then lead you to a mine with hidden stolen treasure in that th- in in New York that the Freemasons stashed there, uh, well, you know, two centuries before. Well, look, I don't want to speak in absolutes. I don't want to. Speak oh, sorry. Like spoiler an ex- alert, by the way, for anyone that hasn't seen this. I don't. I don't want to pretend I'm an expert. Um, Benjamin Franklin really did a lot in his life, so we don't know. But um, I, <laughs> I do think. It's, it's so there's just all of those factors the fact just the fact that this movie existed was enough that i was like yo this movie is gonna be so dumb it's gonna rule and it absolutely did it was it's it's so fun it's fucking fun and no one can take that away from america it got a sequel which i'm really excited to watch in the future and it deserves a third sequel before nicholas cage fucking retires from acting I mean, uh, you you called my attention to this this week, but uh, oh yeah, uh, that that know. is probably something we should mention. Yeah, uh, before we get too deep into the episode, although I feel like with National Treasure, it's a matter of you know. Uh, <laughs> no, we're gonna get yeah. deep. We're gonna get uh, deep below New York um, City, dude. But yeah, just this last week, uh, Cage announced that in a couple years he's going to retire from acting, so he can focus yeah. on more behind the camera stuff, directing and producing. directing and producing. Yeah. Now I, his production um, record is uh, spotty but interesting. I mean, abysmal. I think would be, well. I mean, Shadow well, of the Vampire Shadow, I guess, uh, 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 is really cool. I think there's some stuff that Saturn has put out. I I'm uh, I don't know. Because it it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just. Um, Shadow of the Vampire, and then a bunch of movies with Nick Cage in it, right? Right. Where there, there were other non like Cage vehicles uh, that were sprinkled throughout. Yeah, okay. and, and and they and they like, I mean, their whole business ethos is is uh, supposedly good. Like, I mean, it's just to give uh, independent filmmakers a platform. And uh, you know, I trust Cage, especially if Cage is less busy acting. I trust him to throw money at all kinds of crazy shit. So yeah, go for it. Um, his direction resume is fucking abysmal. I mean, he can only get better from there, though, yeah. right? So maybe if he does an- another couple movies, he'll learn quickly. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, who knows, man? Who knows? You know? I Because, um, like, he has a really good instinct for that stuff, mm-hmm. and he's been on... I mean, that's... Being on set is literally he, all he knows how to do. Right. So he... 
presumably is comfortable in that arena, which I'm sure is half the battle of being a director is just knowing how to navigate that. So, and, and he's an artist. Like I, I do, I do consider him an artist and, um, I maybe an artist with questionable taste, but, um, you know, he's not, he's not just a dilettante actor, uh, coming into, he's like, I I'm excited to see what he does. And like I, who knows, maybe if he's not pressured to slam dunk, uh, these kind of big, big box office right. things, maybe he'll really put out some interesting stuff. I mean, my money is on like a Jay-Z retirement where he's going to go away and then- I mean, I like, called it, like literally yeah. in the Instagram post, yeah, I you, called you it. Said but that. But, you know, I mean, and that's fine. It, but, but that would hopefully, hopefully what would call him back would be really interesting shit, so- um, but before he bows like out, like National Treasure three, yeah, dude, like it's time. I want to see a National Treasure movie about uh, what, like the the Underground Railroad. I, well, I don't know what I'm trying to think of uh, American things that I think the second one deals with this like Civil War shit. So maybe he could go into like Kennedy stuff in the in the third one actually, and uh, he could find the treasure that uh, they killed John F. Kennedy <laughs> to protect. <laughs> okay, so yeah, the, this movie, the the whole premise of it is like I said, like not just apocryphal in like you know the details, but the idea is that the the Knights Templar. Um, are connected to the Freemasons, which already conspiracy theorists would uh, call bullshit at, and some would say is true. Um, and that they, that weirdly, this is a movie in which the Masons are heroes. They're heroic figures. Well, because all the founding, or not all the founding fathers, but the majority of the founding fathers were free, like they were the first Freemasons in America, right? I don't know. So why do we, why do we think Freemasonry is bad, but like the founding fathers are good? Well, it's just, it's just a, it's a a secret group, you know, it's a secret group of powerful people. And so you, and, and you want to like, you know, they, could be responsible for any good or bad thing that you say and um but this it's i feel like it's rare that you get a movie that deals completely in conspiracy that's like those heroes the freemasons um but but their whole idea the whole idea is that they are protecting a treasure that was too great for any one man even a king so instead they just hid it in a hole (laughs) they took it to america on a ship and uh and and hid it which like i don't i don't know if that's really heroic i mean okay i guess it's like good that like they you know it it doesn't belong to like sean bean's character <laughs> or like Idi Amin or like so i don't know but like it's not doing anyone any good in a hole so i i you know it, it's a good thing that nick cage and uh uh, his buddies find it um but i don't know even so the the whole premise that this is based on is fucking silly so yeah they the um they these freemasons hid the treasure charles carroll the last signer of the declaration of independence this which that's true um tell, told his stable boy i think or like his valet um, the location of it, who is the great, 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 great grandfather of Nicolas Cage and who is the son of John Voight's character, 
who's the son of Christopher oh my God. Plummer's character. Dude, when John Voight came on stage, because I, I was <laughs> I, I was not prepared. I didn't realize that John Voight was in this movie. And when he's first when his face first comes up on screen, he's like, oh, John Voight. I'm like with what? like a wig or or like at least like this like okay. dye. Okay, but that's that's one thing I think that they actually kind of did do right is they gave the, the wig they gave John Voight sort of looked like Nick Cage's hair. Yeah, right? yeah. So like totally. they could conceivably be like totally. father and son. Like, I, yeah, I don't know about Christopher Plummer um, being related to either of them. And also that the little boy that they used to, to depict Nicolas Cage does not look not like, like anything, anything like, like Cage. <laughs> he, he has no Italian in him. But uh, anyway, for, for generations, this family has been looking for the treasure and have been considered kooks. And, uh, you know, they're, at, they're not held in respect by the... Uh, scientific historical community. Um, so Nick Cage really has a bug up his butt about finding this treasure. And when we meet up with uh, him as an adult, he is uh, palling around with Sean Bean, um, who is a shady figure who is uh, giving, throwing money at this because he, he actually believes that he believes that Nick Cage is onto something and he is, he is. And the rest of the movie is really, it's just set piece to set piece to set piece. It's like, and they're fun. They're really fun. Like I, I, I both think that they're like well staged and like interesting. Like I'm, and I'm thinking specifically of like, you know, they have to steal the declaration of independence, obviously notoriously, um, and that whole sequence is rad. Which uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna post on the Instagram probably the day that I announce that this episode is uh, is up. I tried to in real time like like screen cap the movie while I was watching it, and uh-huh. I, and I and I'm gonna put together a super cut of every time they say like Declaration of Independence <laughs> or the Declaration or you know you try to steal the Declaration. I mean it's like a minute and a half long. Excellent. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Um, but that's, that's like a really, it's just fine. It's, it's like, you know, they have to like, they have to set off a heat sensor in the declaration of things. So it, they, it gets pulled from the floor of the hall during the big gala dinner. And, uh, you know, Nick Cage has to take, he has to figure out the code, which is Valley Forge. There's a big chase uh, that happens. There's several chase. The whole movie is kind of a big chase. Um, so it's, it's kind of blurring together, but they, you know, it's just, they go from one historical place to the other, you know, independence hall, you know, the the Liberty bell and the fucking this and that and the other thing. And it's all fun. And in between, like, like you said, like the characters are like two dimensional, but I enjoyed them. They, I really despite myself because like, it's this woman who is improbably attracted to him based on their mutual love of. Because um, he sends her like a rare coin or uh, something. He, he sends her a, a a a button from George Washington's like primary uh, election campaign or something. Um, smeared with invisible ink that she then gets onto the keyboard that he then finds the Valley Forge code. It's like full of shit like that. And I, I like, I even liked his stupid wisecracking assistant uh, character, yeah. Riley. Like yeah, it, I did sh- too. it should be fucking annoying. Like I want to be 
cooler than it, but I'm not. I enjoyed the their dumb like ratatat dialogue. I I enjoyed it. I I would would watch again, and um I can't you know I I can't justify it in any high minded way. But I just well think, again even Sean Bean's villain was like good. Like yeah. he he played a really good like yeah. evil dude speaking in the British accent and everything. Yep. Like yeah yeah of course the fucking British are the ones you know. And if any movie is gonna have the like cliche of having the uh, the one like British dude being the bad guy, it's the one, <laughs> one where the Declaration of Independence has to is to be stolen <laughs> either by the Americans who believe in the real meaning of America or by the slimy Brits who just care about money and um, you know it's oh, just yeah and, and then and then notice too that they were all like all the goons of his were British too were they I, I yeah yeah it's just funny it's just like it's, it's just, like it's not enough that the one dude like the one British guy can't be the bad guy but then yeah. you have to make every bad guy British it's Look, just like miles it's in their blood <laughs> when it comes to uh, things regarding freedom um, sharing of resources, these things. The the British, they just they're against it. They they uh, they can't stand it. They just want to steal. They want to tax without representation. It's um, it you know it's just this history really, repeating really, itself. This really makes me angry, Dave. I feel like dumping some tea into the ocean or something. You know, <laughs> dressing up as uh, Native Americans um, to commit. <laughs> grand crime. Dude, that would. <laughs> dude, think of how horrible that would go over in 2018 oh if we dressed God. up like a, if we dressed up like a bunch of like Native Americans and like ran around like <laughs> dumping tea to, to like, disguise ourselves to yeah. c- commit a, a crime against the government. Oh man, uh, dude, that's National Treasure three. They uh, oh, they Lord. dress they they uh, put feathers in their hair and wore paint on and uh, they solved John F Kennedy's murder. <laughs> We're we're gonna we're gonna build a screenplay between this and the the Book of Secrets episode. I think <laughs> we're gonna have something to pitch to Saturn. An outline at the very yeah. Least. Uh, Abigail Chase is the name of his. Um, what I forget the actress's name. I plays, don't know. Uh, doesn't, yeah, yeah. yeah, but she's very good in it. Um, but that name, I I love shitty, uh, improbable movie names, and Abigail Chase is a really good one. Harvey Keitel is in this movie. Oh, he. <laughs> I he plays a really good cop. Yeah. He just plays like a meat and potatoes, like, you know, gruff, kind of like angry cop. Yep. And you with the reveal that he's a Mason, a benevolent Mason who understands Band name? Benevolent Mason. <laughs> That's gonna be the name of my like uh, metal side project. Benevolent Mason. The real the real fucking crossover would have been bad lieutenant Harvey Keitel chasing bad lieutenant Nicholas Cage. Nah, dude stealing the declaration of independence here's the thing they're actually it's the same universe oh fuck when we when we get to the when i'll i'm gonna map it all out when okay. we get to the uh uh bad lieutenant episode i'll <laughs> you'll bring it yeah, back around yeah i'll bring it back around <laughs> but yeah i nobody ever talks about this as the movie that the two bad lieutenants met it happened. I mean, that's like, I didn't even know until I saw it again, similarly with like the, the lack of, of Voight being involved. I also didn't realize Harvey Keitel was going to be in it. <laughs> yeah. So that also it took me like, nowhere. like that just came out of nowhere. <laughs> I think like I squealed or something. Like, I feel like I actually made a, a noise when Harvey <laughs> Keitel came on screen. Well, he has this like great, like goatee and just like, I mean, both like him, 
um, and Christopher Plummer. It's like clearly like the e- really easy like paycheck roles. Like they probably took like for Christopher Plummer, it was like an afternoon of shooting, and for Kaitel, it was probably like two days. But like they they're pros. It's great to watch them work. John Voight, I want to say it, it's uh, about that, but I actually believe that he both loves America enough and probably maybe believes in the conspiracy theories that this movie is espousing. Dude, I he love, probably thought this was a public service. I, lo- I love this idea of, of John Voight like waving his salary so that he could, <laughs> he's like, no, this is something the American people need to know. It's my duty. The story must be told. <laughs> I mean, the motherfucker was in an American Carol like shortly after this. So oh. <laughs> he's like, yeah, despite no, but like, everything. And, and I, he was hamming it up. Like you could I tell know. he was having a blast. And and I, I'm sorry. I like John Voight. I, I no, don't enjoy, apologize. You it's know, fine. It's I, fine. He's, I mean, he's an apologist for like some of the worst politics uh, in America. But, you know, he's... <laughs> But the man, the the man, the man can, can act, act. You know, the man can act. What was his name in this? Like John Adams Gate? No, th- no, that was Christopher Plummer's character. It was like Patrick Henry Gates. I think that <laughs> might actually be it. Man, the kids in this family must get bullied so oh hard. Oh my god! Like, what kind of stupid names do they all Benjamin have? Benjamin Franklin <laughs> Gates and Abigail Chase. Fuck off. Uh, one interesting thing that I did notice. Um, no one actually dies in the yeah. movie. The the only time well, that one dude the one falls. dude falls. Okay, but here's the thing. So this is a Disney movie, right? right? Notice that the way that guy falls is like how every villain at the end of the Disney movie like <laughs> falls off the castle no! or like off the bridge, like just drops until like they fall into nothingness. Like they don't. You yeah. don't. It's not like a violent death. No, no. His skull doesn't right? split open and on like, one of the and, ancient Egyptian yeah. artifacts. Well, yeah. And despite there being many scenes focusing around cars being flipped, buildings mm. being blown up, guns being sh- like yeah. seven people in like a firefight. Right. And no one ever gets hit or dies. There's not even collateral damage. No, which it's really weird. Is and, the, the and, thing and, about and like think, the rock or something. Right. And I think that that is what that feeling of this insane stuff happening like all around him, but you don't see any actual external like, mm-hmm. you know, ramifications of this insane like chase that they're yeah. going on through like major American cities. And and I think that actually made me enjoy the movie yeah, more. Yeah, I, I think so too. It, it takes Because it, like it made it more of like a cartoon. Yeah, it removes it from reality in, in a way because if, if Benjamin Franklin Gates had accidentally like hit a baby with his car or whatever while, while he's like... Like stealing the Declaration of Independence, you suddenly would be like, "Whoa!" Or like okay. any of the goons that they're shooting at actually gets hit. Right, right, yeah. Like, you, you, know, you would take a step back and be like, "This is uh, madness." Yeah, but like it would in any other movie like this, where they would kick the door down and spray bullets, and just everyone goes down. You no, know what I mean? And there's but, none of that in this movie. But it, and it, yet the action still it still reels you in. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like. The action like isn't disingenuous. No, it, it feels like like you said Indiana Jones, but more so I think it feels like Tintin. Um, yeah, it, actually, you know, yeah, that's it, that's a that's a re- that's a really good comparison. It, and it, but it doesn't have the creepy, uncanny valley of the steel Spielberg uh, Tintin. Like, dude, 
Nick Cage should do a Tintin, but like a hook situation. So it's Tintin like 40 years later. <laughs> and he's and he's just like old and balding and like fat and like hates his wife. One last like, caper. Yeah. <laughs> it actually deals with all the questionable racial politics. <laughs> <laughs> like colonialism is <laughs> Tintin's called to account for um, Tintin in South Africa now. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and and I, I think this movie, like this is probably one of the movies that Nicolas Cage, especially for a younger generation is most beloved for like, like at, known for and, and like, and I, you know what? Like his performance is good. Like it's not like, Again, like we have to be speaking within the rubric of of this movie for what it is, but like it's not it's he's not phoning it in like he's playing a straight man really well. I wish that he could just very casually toss off. Yeah, uh, a performance that. You know that holds a movie together that, in that this way more often in better movies. Yeah. But I yeah. think that really it's just a, it's just a matter of, and I think also why in The Rock and Face Off mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. movies like that, you know, he is he can hold that kind of movie together, and it's because he just he's just very casually like giving the movie exactly what it needs. Yep. He's not trying too hard to make it serious or to bring any kind of gravitas right. to it that it, it's not calling for. Right. Um, and then you know. And then he just turns in these other performances in some other movies where you can tell that he just blood, sweat, and tears. And the whole time you're cracking up because you're like, what the fuck is happening? Right. Well, and it's funny in, the, in this movie, like, he's ostensibly like an Indiana Jones type character, but well, he's, he's a nerd. And, and it really works. I mean, because uh, Indiana Jones is an archaeologist, but he's more than that. He's like a fucking strong man, like a uh, super macho dude. And right. Nick Cage is like, well, he feels like a dude who, um, you know, he like swinging from ropes and stuff like he can do it and, and he he needs to do some of that stuff. But mostly this is like, well, like him Indiana, running around to geek out about shit. And instead and in place of the scenes of Indy like running from a rolling mm-hmm. boulder or like, you know, trying to, I don't know, free like small Indian slave children from a mine, mm-hmm. you know, where he's doing all these crazy stunts and stuff. But like the the scenes in National Treasure that replaced those kind of scenes in 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 the Indiana Jones movies were the scenes where they were standing around reading a clue, right. and they were like, "Wait a minute, the third letter of that yeah, line refers yeah. to this, and he was the signer of the Bill of Rights, and yeah. his grandson—they're like googling like, shit, yeah, but like with their brains, <laughs> yeah, with like yeah. historical facts, and they're just like." Like one to the right. other to the other, and they're like building off, and then they're like, "Yes, we figured out this extremely it, complex puzzle written in 1793 in like two minutes by just having a conversation yeah. with each other." And and the improbability of it is what really gooses it and makes it fun. It, it's like it, it, there's something just so ridiculous about this idea that not only were the founding father ha, the founding fathers have all the good qualities that uh, we usually celebrate them for, but they were also like master like clue men these these people like hiding uh puzzle boxes in plain sight for whom like i i don't know like the the whole (laughs) for benjamin franklin gates obviously it's the movie just like bluffs like silly thing on top of silly thing on top of silly thing in in such a winning way that you're just like 
you you turn off the critical part of your brain and you're just like, okay, what next? Like, what now? Like, in National Treasure 3, I want them to just amp it way Like, they better, like dig up the bones of a famous astronaut and inside the the, the hollow parts there's gonna you know john glenn v- yeah john glenn's <laughs> bones in the hollow parts of uh, fucking like ronald reagan hid uh clues for you know like i want to i want the conspiracy to go i want all of the presidents and to be superheroes and i like can we just be like even trump let's bring trump into it let's because there's something about this like something that's never questioned uh, even by like Sean Bean's character is this kind of like they're just like America uh, like it's the most like everyone is so reverent of America it just in the grand sort of like abstract that as an American it's like you do that is the kind of thing you do want to like turn your brain off to that kind of like we we don't want the the messy reality like I it's much more fun to like at least for an hour and a half, like live in this world right, where right. of these like super uh, smart, like you know, great men who are uh, just had really not only like b- built a country uh, based on ideas, but hid uh, a national treasure, <laughs> an international treasure. Really, um, that's the name of the third one. Yes, yes. I mean, international treasure. <laughs> <laughs> or just national treasure three international, international treasure, treasure. <laughs> <laughs> i mean because a lot of the treasures and stuff is like stuff from like egypt and shit which well because it was the knights templars sure, right. um treasure so you know yeah. for centuries it, they'd just been like conquering you know uh savages around the world right. and and uh, crusading and collecting you know points to this movie for and points to benjamin franklin gates i guess for uh his idea for what to do with the treasure is to like you know the things e- egypt things get returned to egypt basically like they go back to their respective places for the world to enjoy yeah that is what i would want yeah uh, this character to do yeah, it, exactly. it, it isn't about personal enrichment it's about the fun of the adventure and and just like and it's about geeking out about you know history and I, right and i think that's an important distinction because the only reason that the motivation of his entire family for generations before him makes any sense is if they were in it for the adventure yeah. and not just for the treasure not just because greedy. they went through so much fucking trouble mm-hmm. over like like I'm literally not kidding when I say like five generations. Yeah, you know what I mean of torment and toil and like you know Just I'm sure like be, so many marriages fell apart. Like yeah. alcoholics, you know, like their kids hate them. I mean John, like, John, fucking um, John Voight doesn't have a wife. Like she, she yeah. couldn't take it. Like he at the start of the movie, he's like very anti right. the whole thing. And like because if it was really for treasure. You'd find another way to make a lot of money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, you know, obviously it's not. It's for it's for it's the for, fucking thrill of it. And 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 for and yeah, and, and it's like, so funny. And like the satisfaction of a job well done and that you have genuinely enriched the world yeah. and made it a better place. Right. So we have this like movie that is so in love with the and and very excited about history in the abstract and the idea of history and secrets and 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 un- unveiling and stuff and but completely but trafficking in these like just the, the most crazy shit like i don't know i find it very charming no i do too and that was actually another really enjoyable aspect of it that i noticed is the, it, it's it's about like the mindset that they get into 
um, it's sort of like a communication with those in the past. Yeah. You know, like they're almost having right. a conversation in, in, in the sense of they're figuring out the riddles and mm-hmm. they're picking up on, you know, what they put down, like during the revolution. And, and it's just, a, it's kind of an interesting thing, like to, to be able to almost have like a living dialogue Yeah, with, you know, you know, with, uh, with people that. Which is what the, I mean, I think that is the, what people who are history freaks, I think they, yeah. uh, the, that's how they feel. And I mean, that is, I think the joy of it. And that's, uh, Abigail Chase, Diane Kruger. I just looked up the actress's name. Doesn't, she's great. She, uh, part of it's her arc, if you can call it that in the movie of being, uh, thinking that Nick Cage's, uh, crazy and and breaking the law and like why are you doing this to like getting sucked into the story is really fun and enjoy like it happens very fast but it's like you know i think that's part it it, it, she's a bit of an audience surrogate in i mean we're already on board but you know there's this whole thing you know she's like what you stole the fucking declaration of independence oh wait these other guys are bad what do you want to do with it oh you want to find this treasure no way there's a map there's a map cool okay i'm throwing away my whole life my professional career i'm throw i'm risking everything because this is so cool and you, you know there there's something like if you if you want to like bring it yeah, down like- to earth to actually consider like the professional stakes of like, I mean, she's got more to lose than uh, anyone, but you're like, yeah, dude, like this rules. There's, there's a map on the back of the Declaration of Independence that you see with magic glasses and uh, and lemon juice. <laughs> <laughs> that scene where they're where they're trying to, where they're like pouring the lemon, you're squirting the lemon juice on it to try to like get it to show, and then they both like look, they gaze longingly into each other's eyes, and, <laughs> and then they both in unison it. lean down over the map and just go. <laughs> and then the lettering appears. Yeah, yeah. It's like almost breath. a kiss. It's, it's like, it's so weird. Yeah. The, I mean, that is how nerds, uh, that's a nerd, that's a thing. nerdy and like, courtship. And like, it's the same thing when he delivers the gift of the of the rare coin to her. Like, right. like the look that she gives, you know, like the, the look that comes over her when she opens it, like it's almost like he just told her that she's like the prettiest woman right. he's ever seen. Yeah. You know what Either I mean? Like a priceless historical right. artifact that n- nobody else cares about. You know, that's like k- k- fellas. That's romance. And like that was, yeah. And that was their foreplay is uh, <laughs> discovering a map on the back of the Declaration yeah. of Independence. Yeah. After that, they were basically fucking dude, the whole movie. Dude, think, think at the end of that movie when they finally pulled this crazy shit off. No one goes to jail for some reason. <laughs> um, no, Sean Bean does. <laughs> you're right. My bad. <laughs> The evil British dude goes yeah. to jail. I mean, Harvey um, Keitel straight up like, he's like, someone needs to go to prison. And Nick Cage is like, that guy. Yeah, how about that guy? <laughs> Not me, thanks. No, 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 he's British. Yeah. yeah. Put him in jail. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then and then they're just they're just like living together in in happily ever I mean, after bliss. They, uh, they had the most amazing sex after dude, this whole thing. They were they just, fucking it, so good. They, after they, that. They, they probably, they shut the blinds all weekend. Um, the whole, the scene where um, Nick Cage goes into the gala ball to steal the Declaration of Independence. I, I, I love the, like, I, there's this one part where I was like, this is actually, like, roughly how I believe Nick Cage actually behaves when he goes to, like, a gala dinner. Because he, like, he comes in, he, like, shows, he meets her again, and she's, like, kind of with this, this dude briefly. 
And he just, he makes it like an unnecessarily morbid toast about like grand larceny while just gazing intensely into her eyes. He, he gave her an inappropriately expensive gift that she did not ask for. Um, he steals an object of invaluable historical importance before the night is over. And he steals the girl from this dude. I'm like, I feel like that was Nick Cage in his thirties. Just, <laughs> it's just sowing seeds. What else? Um, the, the, I mean, I just, there's just cool shit. There's a pipe. They find that pipe and he pulls it apart and he cool. smears it with blood and then rolls it on the paper and it has a, like a poem on it. Yeah, that was super cool. Um, God, what else? Um, I mean, a, a lot of the, here's a couple of things. Um, John Turtletob, the director, and Jerry Bruckheimer, like part of their idea for this movie was... How many how many Bruckheimer films now is this that Cage has done? Good question. Four? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Somewhere in that ballpark, like three or four, I think. But uh, they're... Uh, and, and it's not the, the last Turtletob movie he's going to do. It, um, oh, really? What, what was the other, what's well, the other one? Well, the, the sequel to this and then The Sorcerer's Apprentice. But part of their idea was to have that, like treasure hunts in movies are usually in like quote unquote exotic locales. And, um, the idea to have like basically that to turn the exotic thing into something that was hidden in the U S um, and not like under the sea or not in like a jungle was part of it, which I was like, yeah, that is, that is cool. That is part of what is fun that like, I mean, America is so notice like, I, I guess, except for the opening scene, where they're in Antarctica or wherever they are, in like in, Newfoundland in, yeah, or something. and then in the Arctic. But then, but other than that opening scene, the whole rest of the movie takes place in America, right? And and I mean, America is such a young country uh, that if if we talk about like ancient treasure and stuff, it w- it would have to be like the Native Americans, and so it's a, it it makes sense that like this. Um, I, I don't know. I, it's kind of clever, I think, to, a way to to find an ancient ancient treasure under <laughs> stuff that's no, well, a yeah. couple hundred years old. Yeah, right, right. Um, and like that's how they got around it was with the with the Knights Templar Freemason right. connection. John Turtletop also initially said that the the original cut was four hours long. You know what? I, put it out like like when <laughs> seriously like no no like when when you do like a special edition Blu-ray or whatever sure. like just. Just give us the give us the extended director's cut. Sure. Like I I will watch that. Uh, it's I mean as long as it's just like more heists and more wisecracks. Yeah yeah I'm yeah. Just- it's not. There's like there's like a there's like four like excised like really emotional like subplots that like really bring the movie down. The the dude like, from the gala who Nick Cage stole uh, Abigail Chase from it like goes into his home life and like how how distraught he is like him trying to win her back. It's like we get Riley's backstory. Uh, we uh, you actually see each generation try yeah, to find the treasure yeah. dude i would watch that movie dude the intro like when they go th- they go through like each father son yeah and it's like a, it, it could be like a whole like 20 minute opening montage you know like like <laughs> yeah, a, totally. like like 2001 right you know where there's the whole like front prologue that's <laughs> yeah. just setting up the rest of the movie <laughs> or like the tree like, of life we yeah, start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah save it for uh national treasure three international treasure <laughs> we go way back and then we go all the way to the present I hope you're listening, Saturn. Uh, really briefly, 
let's talk about John Turtletob, um, a director who is very rich, um, does look a little bit like a turtle and, um, as is one of those guys who is like not a household name, but has made a bunch of movies that are household names. I'm going to throw a couple out at you for your thoughts. Three Ninjas. Classic. Classic. Cool Runnings. Classic. Fucking classic. While You Were Sleeping, rom-com of the 90s that was successful. Phenomenon with John Travolta. Oh my God, that's the one where he's like psychic? Yeah, and and has like a bunch of like Scientology, uh, oh, like se- secret, wow. uh, uh, like ideas kind of, it's, it was kind of like a, a lampshade for a bunch of <laughs> Scientology Wait, shit. Wait, is, is Turtle, to- Turtle Top's not a Scientologist? I don't know, actually. Um, it doesn't say. On, I mean, it, either that or they gave him a boatload of money to make that movie. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think, I mean, it was like 1996, I think. Uh, Scientology and uh, Hollywood probably had a lot of clout at that time, or at least a lot of money. He made a movie called Instinct from 1999 that I don't remember. Um, and D- Disney's The Kid with Bruce Willis, where... Uh, Bruce Willis, his he like meets a, his himself as a kid or something, something with like oh, okay. an old. I, I don't. Plane. I don't remember the. Oh, I remember, remember that the, poster. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it, from what I know, it's like Drek. But um, anyway, yeah. So some movies. Yeah, some, man. S- some movies. This guy's got a resume. I didn't even realize. I think he's one of those dudes who like in Hollywood, people uh, who deal with like um, the, the, like any, he's, he makes enough money, has made enough people enough money that he like deals on like really high echelon shit. Right. um, Probably produces a bunch of shit. And, uh, but like is not, you know, he's not like a, an auteur. Um, I mean, this is sure. this is a, a Bruckheimer joint as much as a Turtle Top joint. Okay, uh, w- according to IMDb, this is one of the few movies where Sean Bean doesn't die. Really? I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, thought that was fun. He <laughs> he does go to prison. <laughs> Someone had to go to prison. So yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be the Americans. And uh, that is like literally all of my notes. I I. I went, I tried, I was like, I bet there are some real conspiracy theories around this movie. I thought it would be fun to get really meta. I, I looked for that too. And there isn't right. No. Or maybe I'm just not, I, maybe I just don't know where on, on the internet to look, but right. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're like deep in Reddit somewhere, but like, yeah, yeah. There was like a site, um, uh, like an anti-Freemason site. Yeah. That was I like, saw that yeah. one. I saw that one. <laughs> and, uh, and then just a bunch I of, I should have written that down, Ashley. That would be a really funny thing to encourage people to look at. Cause it's just I, ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I read it and I was like, there, it wasn't funny enough to like oh, okay. include anything, but like, I, it's funny that this is a movie like dealing with conspiracy theories that a lot of conspiracy theorists probably saw and they're like, no, you're making the Masons the good guys and you're making this all silly and, and uh, this is real. But, um, it, you know, you would think that they w- would raise a red flag. You know, this is Hollywood just uh, covering up the actual um, the actual shit that people yeah. are doing. But right. I don't know. Most of the stuff I saw was like, how much from National Treasure is real? And None of it? 
Well, <laughs> I, I mean, that, I, that, that would be like, other than the obvious established, like historical facts involved, yeah. I would, I would guess that all the rest of it is not true at all. Well, it's like little shit. Like the, there is a clock on the back of the hundred dollar bill that is pointing to that time of day, but the actual clock tower that is there was built after Benjamin Franklin died. So it wouldn't, you know, oh, yeah, it's stuff okay, like okay, that, okay, I see. Um, which is interesting kind of. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I wanted to get super meta with it, but, um, really what I found on the internet was a lot of apologists. Like there, there, there were people basically saying variants on what we've said, which is like, yes, this is dumb, but it rules. It's really fun. And, uh, like, um, and there were a lot of calls for national treasure three international (laughs) treasure that like. Uh, so, you know, only good feelings around this one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. Well, what do we do next time? Uh, let's, let's find out. Take a second. It's like the weatherman or something. Oh, fuck. Or like Lord of War. Oh, I think it's Lord of War. Um, yeah, my buddy Max is going to be, uh, uh, our guest, um, who's very knowledgeable about, uh, War and guns and gun running and uh, stuff like that. Uh, not because he's involved with any of those sure, things. Sure, he's not. <laughs> or so he says. Um, so, yeah, that'll be fun. And that's a movie that I also remember uh, really enjoying. Yeah, I, I've never seen it, but I'm I'm psyched. I ah uh, oh, fuck man. Uh, sorry, I'm just going through this list of upcoming movies. Every single time I forget about it, I'm reminded that we haven't watched World Trade Center yet. That that's still something that we have to get through. <laughs> I'm actually excited about that. What? I'm excited to talk. Well, just because it gives us a chance to dunk on Oliver Stone. <laughs> and like, I mean, you know what? I would rather see a movie that takes all the this like um, gee whiz, like reverence of America to tell a story that is like incredibly inconsequential than a movie that takes like skepticism of America and, uh, and then builds it into what looks like a really maudlin, terrible thing based around like one of the greatest national tragedies in the last hundred years. I know. Like it seems so tasteless and fucked up. Um, which is to say I'm really excited to uh, g- dig into it. All right. All right. Um, pull that video up, yeah? Yeah. Until next time. The, this is your host, uh, Silence Do Good. <laughs> <laughs> that was the name, right? That was it. And uh, and uh, this, is, this has been another... Exciting, thrilling, remarkably short episode. Yeah, I, I thought this would. I thought I was gonna have to do some heavy editing, but I feel like we probably pulled it in. We covered all of it and more. We did. We did. Ready? Go.